This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. And welcome to episode 465 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Ronald Hayden Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> totally not prepared. Christopher and Tista insert slap joke here. And what did the five fingers say to the face? Matt Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And special guest. Actual butthole surfers fan, Tony Wilson. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're good. They're good. They're all right. I don't mind the sun sometimes. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Where can people find more of you? Uh, at the pit at the butthole surfers show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but on the internet. Yeah. How much? Uh, I hope yeah, they don't the, call it the pit at the butthole uh, yeah, surfers yeah, show. Butthole That's pit. gross. Does that, does yeah. that pit have a fucking handicap ramp, by the way? Aren't those guys like 60? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but on, on the internet, you can find me at a Framework. It's a YouTube channel where I do video game essays. I cover the small things that make a big difference in your favorite games. There's not a brand new one as of the time you're hearing this podcast. Most recently, I did a short on where the original Final Fantasy got its battle menu design. And I've got another one coming up a couple days after this podcast goes up that I'm very excited to be sharing. You can get there by going to YouTube.com slash channel slash Framework video. Subscribe! Very Thank curious you. to know where Final Fantasy did get its menu design. It will. There are two sources, and one is like okay, and the other is like, excuse me, I've never even heard of this game, but now mm. I want to play it. Mm. Pretty sure it's pretty sure it's Denny's. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Way too late yes. to make that joke. Japanese Denny's, yeah, yeah please. Japanese Denny's. Why well, they put mayo on the yeah, pizza? Yeah. Anyway, it's it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, I have we I have for you a top five. That I've been wanting to do for years. Did you say wink on purpose? Did I, because, I didn't say wink. Because of the subject matter? I also heard wink. Maybe we were just prepared. Maybe, maybe. But this is the top five I've wanted to do for years. I thought briefly that Matt wasn't going to be joining us this week, and I thought, ah, what a perfect time to use this topic, because he's uh-huh. refused to do it before. Yeah, I gave you the stink eye. Yeah. <laughs> I would think it's because you yourself are an a-hole. Yeah, I mean, I am that, too. <laughs> but no. Creatures with visible buttholes. Gross. It's so I gross. This. I hate every moment but, of this. But th- 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 this is like, okay, so this was actually inspired by something specific. Not not inspired, but like... Please tell us what inspired I can, this I can was. revisit well, it because Michael of something. Well, something... And he yeah, happened to be near yeah. his mirror. No, I was playing a little game called Ghostwire Tokyo last week, and it has uh-huh. these guys. Japanese dog? <laughs> so, Tokyo is crawling with these adorable little dogs, these, these Shiba Inus, and you can pet them. You can read their minds, and uh, you can feed them, at which point they will run around and dig things up for you, usually like currency. They also have fully modeled buttholes. 
<laughs> that this is somebody's job to do the dog model and pay careful attention to the butthole. Yeah. Make it a yeah. 3D object. You, you said they can be, you can pet them. Mm-hmm. You can't do pet you the buttholes. Do you, oh. Okay, I was going to ask, like, do you need to express them at points? No, or thank God. Like, that That's going to require a whole other Twitter account. You know, this, can you pet the dog? Can yeah. you pet can the dog's <laughs> butthole? Can you express the dog's <laughs> anal glands? Yeah. I, this seems to be largely a, a Japanese thing. Like, we don't no. typically model buttholes on our animals in Western games. Let's speak uh, for yourself. I don't like, yeah, to, I, I don't like to, to remember that my pets have buttholes. No, yeah, that's, that's the thing. We're so used to seeing them if you're a pet owner. They're, they're like right. whether you have a cat or a dog, you you have I to look I've at a seen, butthole at least once a day. I think I've seen America's Funniest Home Videos blur them out. The Japanese people <laughs> like put them front and center. Yeah, we don't like All to think about is... them having buttholes over here, but in Japan they're like, yeah, no, a dog has a butthole, which is the, butthole. the opposite of Japanese porn, where they blur <laughs> the that human private parts. Well, the, well, the law is because you can't show pubic hair, so mm. like you know. Buttholes don't have that. Well, it's nice to know what Tony's sporting over there—an immaculate asshole. It depends on how much you wax them. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not. Well, it's not. Listen, I'm not saying it's it's bald as, as you know a baby, but I'm saying it's it's uh, oh, it's it's, it's, it's no. not pubic hair. You getting that canyon waxed? I love it. All I'm saying is. If you don't already have a Tushy sponsorship, this is the episode. Mm. <laughs> and I will happily endorse that product. Let's, let's get them on the horn. On it is, uh, let's get them on the can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, truly, though, Tushy, you make a great product. Send me another. Because <laughs> what is, what, I don't even know what they do, but any anything because... Uh, it's, it's a bidet I, toilet seat. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a self-installation bidet, and once you have one, you will never feel clean in any other bathroom. I was trying to shave my asshole, and my manscape exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, you're talking about the device you were using or your personal manscape? No, no, no the, <laughs> because, the, uh, the product we used to endorse in this program, but after it uh, exploded yeah. near my asshole, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that means you hit the M spot. They, they need yet another specialized manscape tool, like with a ridiculous name you know like the the, the asshole eviscerator or something yeah, like that this would will burn the hairs off <laughs> <laughs> it was the, what was it the weed whacker was the yeah, one for the nose like just imagine the the physical physical the feature of a manscape exploding it's just like is this like a tetsuo the iron man tool video kind of thing where just like gross hairs start sprouting and you gave me superpowers yeah. to grow more <laughs> asshole hair mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's whatever. Oh, you're like Medusa from the Inhumans, but it comes from down there. <laughs> I had to think really long about who uh, Medusa was. <laughs> this is possibly our Bayonetta? worst. That's an easier reference. This is our worst opening conversation ever. Yeah. <laughs> and is we've done a show about farts like yeah. that. We we continuously can not learn. As, right. Not as gross as the butthole banter. Yeah, let, let me see those buttholes. Let's let's do this thing. All right, all right. Yeah, we're gonna we are gonna talk about some actual. Uh, new games, uh, Weird West, you've played that, Tony. Uh, Tiny That's Tina's Wonderlands we've spent some time with. But for now, let's dig into some buttholes Don't do right that. after this. <laughs> if you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from, and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you Bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Assets 
are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Did you Ken write? Bones, did you write puns for this show? Let's dig into some. I buttholes. don't know why you assume I write anything. <laughs> yeah, this that... episode is a feast. Oh, <laughs> for millennials yeah, only for millennials. Wow, let's just yeah. jump in. Number Ken Bones' favorite episode. Got Japanese music, repetitive growling noises. What could this be? Okamiden? Well, uh, yes, actually, Okamiden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was so scared I ruined something. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Okamiden, and to a lesser degree in Okami, I think you know if if the wolf has a butthole in Okami, regular Okami, it's debatable. It's very clear in Okamiden. You are running say, around. I, I played through Okami, and I don't recall seeing Amaterasu's butthole. So, Maybe I'm just too Puritan. Well, it was like a little shadow you can see sometimes. But Okami-den is a game uh, where you're playing as Amaterasu's puppy, Chibi-terasu. And you're running around, and the, yes, there is clearly a little distinct black dot under the tail. You see, when you're running around in these 3D environments... When you're running around. This is a behind-the-back game. <laughs> yes, it is a behind-the-back game. You will see it all the time. And even when they put out a Chibi Tarasu Plus, I remember they like yeah. they had like an X under the tail for the butthole. No, it was much grosser than that. Was it? it? Yeah, it was kind of... Prolapse is not the word I'm looking for, <laughs> but like, a, a, what do you call Embossed? Like yeah. raised Ridged. font, raised font on the asshole. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. did it have yeah. a hemorrhoid? Dear goodness, there you go, That's something a... like that. Ass tulips. Pulled up some screenshots just to remind me of this, and like, oh yeah, no, totally, yeah, it, it's in like the second row. There it is, and uh, that is a dual shockers screenshot, which, right. given the subject matter, is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's an appropriate place to find that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a little Kurt Vonnegut signature right there on the communist ass <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> But yes, you as Chibi Tarasu inherit Amaterasu's painting powers. You can you can paint the sun back into existence. The early part of the game, you can use it use the touchscreen stylus to do special moves. And you are once again hanging out with Isun, the the little bug artist companion of Amaterasu from the first game. <laughs> Everybody still talks like that. <laughs> I, I, I just got Tony's dual shockers joke. Sorry, that was, that, that's, <laughs> so one of these. Yeah, yeah we got you. We, we Sorry, got you. audio medium, no, no, no. but you can Two guess these. what I'm doing. Two of these. Yes. Two of these Aud- and one of these. Audible medium. So the joke you want to make right underneath this uh, tweet, post, article. It's an audible medium, so no, we are not the visible buttholes. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, we're invisible buttholes. Come on. Mm-hmm. But joke's on you, yeah. visual or audio medium, you don't know whether or not ours are visible right now. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. 
I got mine right in my lap. You don't even know if uh, if ours exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could just be well, totally I mean, Kendall down there. This isn't like a Schrodinger's cat situation. It's always there. It's it's always visible, like just by my underwear and my pants, right? But it's just you know I don't walk around and let mm. other human beings see it. Oh no! I, I, this it is my X Man power. I can I'm like Kitty Pride, but only for just just my butthole. <laughs> Everyone can see your butthole. Specific type only. of pride, right there. That is, yeah, you're proud of that yeah. butthole. I've been known mm-hmm. to flaunt mine, yeah, fluff it up like cleavage. Um, hey, the Okami series is cool, though. Yeah, I yeah. remember once upon a time. Speaking of Ghostwire Tokyo, her name escapes me. The developer that everyone loves, uh, Ikemi Nakamura, at one point said while she was still working with. Um, other Okami creator whose name also escapes me. For a while, they were thinking maybe we will do another one of these games, and I would love it. You know, let's complete the trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I remember it, Okami Den was not as well reviewed as the originally. The original was considered, you know, essential, even though yeah. relatively few people played it. But Okami Den's like this is on the DS, so you have that that problem that plagued a lot of first generation Nintendo DS games, where it's like it's a 3D game with the D pad for movement. And that's not mm. really ideal. And yeah. so, yeah. It's almost know. like, the, like, oh, they're supporting Okami in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. 240p. Of all the buttholes, I'm guessing this is the lowest poly count. Yes. I think, yeah. I think it's just like maybe four dots. Just little black dots on the model. It's, it's more of a Marilyn Monroe beauty mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just use the little thumb, you know, nodule that you use for the Mario game on DS. I don't It'll think be it works fine. That way. Yeah. I don't think it lets you you steer with the touch screen. You you just reminded me about that extra circle pad that they released for what was it, Resident Evil? With oh, the, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. I think Okami eventually, if not found its audience, like burrowed out of being a colossal failure and a somewhat of a success with the ports. Yeah, it's been released yeah. on, like, everything now. Yeah, I bought it on at least three platforms, and I should really have gotten it for free. You uh, probably and, paid less than you would have for paying for it full price at launch, too, because every time I see it, it's, true. like, $5 on every platform. I think it started at 20 or th- something like that, 30 The uh, Okami HD, which is the fucking great. Like, it's still, yeah. that shit still plays really well. But Okami Den is stuck. It, yeah. it can't yeah. go anywhere. It is. It's never, it never been on another platform. Maybe that'll change someday. Who knows? How, why would it change? I just can't imagine it changing. Well, it is Capcom, so yeah. I guess I shouldn't say. Yeah, they it might would say require a lot more work, though, because because yeah. of the dual screen thing. Like that's that's yeah, an that's extensive true. port versus. You know. I wonder if it's on Wii U. If so, you know, get that before the eShop shuts down. Yeah, the Wii U didn't really uh, do anything like that. Uh, <laughs> help bring over 3DS games. Well, I mean, not 3DS, but regular DS games are playable on Wii U. Oh right, yeah, yeah in that shop. So, who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to check. Well, let's move along to <laughs> number four. This creature is majestic, and its butthole is literally the biggest on our list. I was just about to ask if the last guardian had the biggest butthole. I was going to say, yes. is this the last guardian? Mm, this okay. is the last guardian. You could hear the little boy mumble, just like, butthole, butthole, yeah. butthole. Yeah. <laughs> butthole. You, you, 
That was the echo was just coming off his butthole. It's like yeah, a little yeah. studio That's apartment right. here. Just shouting. Oh, into that it. was the wrong time to take a drink of water. You're well, yeah, when I heard it, I was like, "Wait, was there a butthole in Eco? Like, no way!" You know, but no. It's same developer. All the colossi have buttholes. Yeah, will, it's, it's a secret say, weak point. I haven't played The Last Guardian in a long time, but when folks come over, especially younger kids, to play PSVR, I throw mm-hmm. on that Last Guardian demo, which is a pretty great way to teach someone how to play a simplistic VR game. I don't think the butthole's in that. Mm, maybe not. It's definitely in the the regular console game. Okay. I sh- I, I, yeah, I should double check. I should have double checked the ass. Yeah, should have should have double checked the buttholes, man. <laughs> yeah, should've double down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I mean, I think the guardian is the real hole of the game, though. Just overall, just because like, can it, it just just go over there and do the thing, please? Yeah, this is not a fun game mechanic. <laughs> oh well, I mean, it it will go over there and do the thing. So it is kicking sand at three perfectly round poops that it just made that look like giant grapes. You can pick up the poops. You can throw it at the creature. It will whine. But Trico is, or sorry, the last guardian. I always just want to call it Trico after the creature. I mean, that's what we called it for like nine fucking years. That's true. That's true. Like that, it was announced under that title, wasn't it? Is that not the name of? Is that not actually the name of the monster? It is the name of the the monster. Yeah, the the character. Uh, The the game is called Last Guardian, but I always just want to call the game Trico. Uh, yeah, was, I see. Okay. Yeah. But that's what it was. The game's name was codenamed Trico. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Not final title. Yeah. In the hmm. first trailer, I love pointing it out, never get tired of it, contains Carter Burwell's Miller, Miller's Crossing score. Right. And mm. I love that shit. I will also point out that it beat Death Strand to the punch as far as throwing feces. That's true. <laughs> you throw shit in this? Did I not play that far? I mean, if if it poops, you can pick up the poop and throw it. But, they teach you that like day two of mm-hmm. of uh, you know puppy training school when yeah. you when you get a dog. Yeah, pick <laughs> up a scoop and throw it. Yeah, just just quarterback that as yeah. far as you can. <laughs> put it in your neighbor's yard where it belongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't understand. We don't have a pet. What's happening? Yeah, I I was uh, so I, it's been a long time since I played this game, and I was refreshing myself today, just looking at the Wikipedia page. And saw something I didn't know about this, that this came about because when Fumito Ueda went and made Shadow of the Colossus, he had originally intended for players to develop an emotional attachment with Mono, the girl who's dead or possibly has the sleeping sickness of her namesake, the one you're trying to save. But he he instead saw players feeling like bonded with Agro, the horse. And he Mm -hmm. thought like, oh, that's really interesting. What if I made a game where players are just building this bond with an animal, with some sort mm. of creature. And uh, and that's how Trico came about. And Trico is this weird sort of, he's sort of a griffin, but he's like an amalgam of like dogs, cats, birds. He's, he's a- ultimately a West Highland Terrier for some reason. Hmm. That's, that's what my mom used to have one of those. Yeah, so did mine. That's what I'm it always feeling, reminded me of. I'm feeling more like Mongolian sheepdog. What are those like? Those really those like huge ones that are like the sizes of ponies. The the ones I killed dozens of in uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I I ultimately like is, is this the our least favorite? Oh God, what am I forgetting the developer's name? Our least favorite of the trilogy of uh, what you call it? 
Isn't it Team Ico? Is yeah, there Team Ico? Is there? Yeah, I was just, I'm at a loss. I'm dumb. I mean, I think it's its the least memorable of the three. Mm-hmm. You know, Ico made such a big splash, and then Shadow of the Colossus, it's like, this is still an extremely playable game that I still, I, I've gone back and replayed it like four or five times, and I can't say that for many games. Yeah, and I, I think even beyond that, there's a possibility if it came out earlier, it might have wowed us a little bit, but just the idea that you're controlling a character who's also trying to control this creature, mm-hmm. which isn't isn't as intuitive as it should be. Yeah, you're sort of it, ineffectively issuing commands to it, and sometimes yeah. it will do what you want, and sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just off-center of where I need to be for it to understand yeah. the context. It reminds me a lot when I was really young. We're talking like four. This was early, early 80s, right? There was really rudimentary voice recognition technology for certain toys. Like, I remember having this truck that you could, like, say commands and it would go. But because it was the early 80s, it only recognized it, like, once every 10 times you would say the thing out loud. That's what it's like to play this game. Like, if you if you yeah. want to uh, something to ignore you 9 out of 10 times, that's Trico. There were puzzles I thought, I'm like, I, I, I guess I don't know the solution here. I'm like, no, nah, he's just not doing what he needs to do. And yeah. it's not your fault at all. It's just frustrating. <laughs> Reload the checkpoint and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the visible butthole is just taunting you at that point. <laughs> like it doesn't do I mean, what you want. It's and so then, far oh, out by of the reach, way, you have to, to climb like, up to it. I'll hit it with a yardstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Spends a lot of time sitting on it, I'll say bad that. Trico, bad yeah. <laughs> Only if he's up in a bat do you get to, do you get to uh, see it. No insertions. Man, I can't wait for the follow-up to this list. Just big dangling testicles on pets in games. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with dicks because uh, Dante's Inferno. That's got to be your number one. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Persona. Oh, 5 it does. Has a, when Satan shows up, it is oh, it is a big swinging hog. Persona Five has a dick a dick persona. That's true. Summon. A dick driving a chariot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mar, that's Mara. Yeah. Okay, you got two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, there's the senator in GTA Lost and Damned. Stub, no, yeah, Stubbs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congressman Stubbs, whatever his name is. And uh, what was it? Ballad of Gay Tony. It was like the first video game to show yeah. full frontal male, right? No, I think I think, I think so. that was yeah. Lost and Damned, but yeah. Oh, it was Lost and Damned. Oh, okay. The most macho of the three entries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trico is really cool, and this game does have some some really great emotional highs. You do really feel a connection with this thing when it's not completely pissing you off. And, uh, yeah, there's just this moment near the beginning where, like, the little boy thinks he's done and, and can go back to his village now. And Trico is not having it. He wants to follow, even though he's several hundred times the size of your average dog. Trico! Just saying, oh, I have to go back to my village. You can't come with me. Also, like the Godzilla quality of that roar at the end. Yeah, it is. I listen. I'll give it this. I'm not. A, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Last Guardian, but the sound design is great. Like, I, I got to give it that that nod. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we can all agree that this next one is pretty amazing. Number three. Ah. Uh. 
It's got to be Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Yes. <laughs> I, I really do this on the show, Michael, but no, you don't speak for me. I don't think this next visible butthole is amazing, Michael. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, no. <laughs> what about the game it's attached to? Perhaps. All right. Well, how would you describe the butthole then, man? <laughs> eh, eh, you know. There. That was the safest thing you could say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Show me. Uh, you know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Excuses are like it. We all have them. They all stink. So this is Super Mario Odyssey, ah, okay. which has a lovely little dog that you can find at certain points throughout the game worlds. And it wears a little hat. It will follow you around and it will sniff and dig at, at certain spots, and when you do a butt stump on those certain spots, you will unearth coins or possibly even a moon. And uh, I think I just worked like three butt references into that last sentence. You might have. Yeah, you might have. <laughs> but yes, as cute as this little puppy is, it is impossible to ignore that that, that puppy's clearly got an anus. Uh, I can see it. Everybody can see it. It's not hiding mm -hmm. it. It should mm -hmm. put its tail down. It should say for subscribers only and uh, move on. So with that's its life. what happened to the Nintendo seal of approval. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they, they put a hat on the thing, but they can't cover that part. Yeah, or you know, not not model it, not not depict it. That's oh no no. You you have to put a butthole on a dog. Finally, the Mario series has progressed. High enough resolution, we can finally model the dog with the butthole we've always wanted. Exactly. The We're finished here, gentlemen. Dreams. No more 3D Marios. We're good. It's the we got, we got Mario's nipples in this one, too. Mm -hmm. We broke all the new ground. Yeah, there was the comic with Mario's dick. Apparently official. <laughs> There's a comic with Mario's dick? Yeah, it's a manga. What? Yeah. Oh, right. But as, yes, it, and then it looks like two nested U's. So is it like when you can see uh, Luigi's bulge in that like Mario Golf uh, picture or whatever it is? <laughs> Go enter all that into Google at once and don't. really ruin your search history for us. All right, I, I want visible dog butthole, Luigi bulge, and Mario dick all I at the just, same time. Mario uh, or, or Michael, I called you Mario. That's hilarious, Michael. <laughs> you're, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a him. <laughs> it's a Michael. Uh, your 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 description of two use uh, though. I know exactly mm -hmm. what you mean because that is also how Akira Toriyama always drew Goku's tick in yep, Dragon yep. Ball. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> Incredibly unflattering. <laughs> one ball, one penis. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. Uh, uh, but. Five buttholes. <laughs> so, I, I was just trying oh, to do a man. quick Google search, like, what is with Japan and showing buttholes and stuff? And, and instead, I found animebuttholes.tumblr.com, 42 oh. pages, starting with Evangelion. <laughs> How many pages? 42 pages of anime buttholes. Oh, okay. Uh, Someone must have given up part way through. Like, that can't, that can't only just be limited to Yeah, there's to no way that's comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's That's like 10,000 entries per page. I just watched both Evangelion series not that long ago. I think I'd remember seeing a butthole. You should, you should go watch it again. What do you, what do you think the A just stands for sure. in, in yeah. AVA? Sounds like you watched the dub version. <laughs> you noob. <laughs> they take all the buttholes. The buttholes. 
The only thing I'll tell you about that, man, you get Steve Blum's voice, but you lose out on all the buttholes. <laughs> but you know what? The best thing about this dog, it's not the digging for coins. It's not the sadly visible butthole. It's that you can play Frisbee with it. So you cannot hit it with your cap to possess its body, uh, as you can with almost everything else in Super Mario Odyssey. Instead, uh, the, the cap will bounce off, but if you throw it and hold down the button, the dog will run and catch it and bring Ooh. it back to you. That's I know neat. that I knew that. Yeah. What That's... happens if you use the boomerang outfit? Doesn't Isn't that the game that has Mario with the boomerang outfit? Um, possibly. But, I mean, the cap always acts like a boomerang. Well, I know there's the Hammer That's Bros true. outfit in that game. I'm trying to remember. Anyway. I think you're thinking of 3D World. Yeah, I think I, I am thinking of yeah. 3D World. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is also excellent. Um Here's what I here's what I hope though. Bowser's Fury. Whenever we get whatever the full game of that looks like, yeah, bring this dog back because you know with the power of the Switch too. Whenever mm-hmm. we get that, I mean you're gonna see every hair on the on that butthole. <laughs> Give yeah, Bowser sh- a butthole. Sh- show me Bowser's for? ass. Yeah, while you're yeah, at it, come on. Let's see it. <laughs> uh, let me see the real Bowser's Fury if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Where, Jesus Christ! I'm trying to think of where it would be and how we would see it. That's not important. I'll no. just check DeviantArt later. I'm I'm <laughs> sure Bowser just has a cloaca like all turtles. Right. Not yeah. a big deal. Um, <laughs> anyway. Bowser's cloaca? Yeah. That's actually, that, that's going to be how you beat him in the in the final confrontation. You just punch him straight in the cloaca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're looking punch. for a band name for your video game, a chiptune metal band, Bowser's Cloaca is is available. <laughs> just saying. If, if you're looking for a name for your there. metal band, then I would also suggest Cloaca Punch. That one works. Yeah, sure. Jesus Christ, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Number two. Gross. Uh, it's a lot of grunting. A blade is clearly unsheathed at the end there. What is this? I, I did, I, I suggested this to you, didn't I? You did, but it's also, I, I think playing this game is actually what originally gave me the idea for this oh, list right. years ago. Because why does that thing have a clearly visible butthole? And why am I punching it? Fucking blur burn. Yeah. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yeah, oh, yeah. Butthole pigs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because p- when yeah. you do, you t- it's literally called a visceral attack. Yes. Into the thing's <laughs> butthole. <laughs> and it's like... That is, it, in canon, what that attack is called. Let's hear it. Yeah. It was. It was. Now play the Pornhub stinger. <laughs> it was. I tried. It's. I was going to make a deliverance joke, so I'm glad Tony stepped in there with that. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. It, it was. Flash Generations Batman butt punch. You could make it happen randomly, and those fucking giant pigs were kind of the first thing I figured out and could start to farm. And then is is it like what we you call a repost? I don't remember how you did it, but you could. If you did it right, you could sort of spin the pig around. His asshole would be eye level with you because it's a, an enormous pig. He would like turn around and like sploot like a dog does. Yeah. Just legs yeah. go out and it's just belly down, butthole in your face. And it was the same animation no matter what angle you stabbed him from. But if you could get it just right to where he's like giving a proctology exam with the sword to death, 
Uh, it, it was one of the more hilarious things you could do in that game. Well, I, I oh, went and- English is such a wonderful language. That <laughs> sentence was nonsense, but we all completely understood every mm. word of it. Awesome. I went and watched video of this uh, just to verify, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, like, is this an intentional, like, attacking of the butthole? And I think no. it is. So the, really? what you do is you have to go up behind the pig. You do, like, a, a charged attack. It's sort of like the backstabs in, in Elden Ring. You get it, you stun it, it does the sploot, and then the follow-up attack is just straight-up barehanded punch, and you can see the hunter withdraw a clearly bare hand and sort of shake it off, and then go back to the ready pose. But I think the punch works at any angle on the pig, though. Hmm. Doesn't it? I don't know, I've only ever done it from the back. Or I only remember doing it from the back. I should know. I have I have made a Bloodborne video, ding framework, but I don't. That was not the subject. So maybe little things you don't notice in games. The thing is, like those pigs are real bastards. If you don't sneak up and and dis you know disable them first, they 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 will fucking destroy you. So like you are heavily incentivized to punch this pig in the asshole. <laughs> I, I, I believe you can do it from the front, the back, and the side. But yeah, it, it's the animation is particularly hilarious if the pig isn't facing you and the exposed asshole gives you something to sort of aim for in a canned animation. So it was just mm-hmm. when I was farming those things, I'm just oh, I hope I, dead center bullseye. Yep. Yes, right it was just one of the, one of those things I was very happy to do. And I am confident. Listen, I know you've done. 464 other top fives yes. at this point. I'm confident <laughs> that in context, there has not been a worse sound than that. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> I, this, I, another reason to put this on PC, I want someone to mod it just so it makes like the noise as you're pulling out just with, you know, just a <laughs> clean pop right, right as you're pulling your arm out. Yeah. So, so two things make me think this is intentional. One is that like, again, this pig clearly has a butthole. Like it is has a modeled butthole underneath yeah. its tail that is at eye level once you bring this thing down. Uh the second is that FromSoft, like this is not their only butthole themed attack. There are the the headless ghosts in Sekiro that if you let them get behind you, they will literally punch you in the ass and pull your soul out and stuff it into their own asses. Like what? that's the animation. It is very deliberate I, and very clear what is going on. I don't know on. that I've seen that 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 specific death either. Mm. Wow, that's happened to me more times Man, than I'd I, like I, to think I, about. I, I need to get good and have my soul ripped out of my anus. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, that has a basis in Japanese folklore. So, oh, it does. It does. But yeah, I'm just assuming it had a basis in yeah, full a, metal. It's jacket. a bedtime story that they always tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to sleep, or <laughs> we will rip your soul there, out of there your. There are mouth. creatures that will suck your soul out of your ass. Yeah. I love the specificity of like various yokai in Japanese lore. It's, it's it's so amazing. It's how rumors get started. You have one bad yakisobi bowl, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, you, you've lost your soul oh, via is. your asshole. I heard there was a next thing you know, your uncle's a... walking in your bedroom with a sheet and two eye holes cut out, <laughs> pulling a Michael Jackson on you. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's all right. My bad. Matt said that. Um, <laughs> I mean. We open oh. the door. We're doing a show about buttholes. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you I get did, one, Chris. You get one I of those. That, that was Speaking the one. of ghosts and yokai and whatnot, isn't there a, um, I believe there's a side quest in Ghostwire Tokyo. A guy 
died of such a bad case of diarrhea that as a ghost he still has the diarrhea. Oh, that'd be worse. Which is just the what a terrible afterlife. Yeah, the oh. sweet release. Wait, but did he leave his clothes behind on the ground like all the other raptured people in that game? Or Probably. What? I don't know. Oh. I thought you were just talking about a really intense wipe. Yeah, he left his behind before he got raptured <laughs> yeah, he away. He just left him. Yeah, just left him in, in and a just sit down like the thinker, just yes. to really just, Wait, <laughs> just give it his all. Did the poop disappear when he disappeared? And if not, does that mean all the other people left their poop behind when they disappeared? It's, yeah, you can only tell the diarrhea ghost is there because the shower is constantly running. He just thinks it makes more sense than wiping a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, folks, tushy. tushy. <laughs> Get Highly recommend it. Uh, uh, but that. So on that horrible note, let's. What could our number one possibly be? Let's I find don't out. No, I'm so excited. What the hell? The buttholes on these creatures from what game? I don't know. <laughs> Someone shooting a butthole in that one? What's going on? So this is this is the Resident Evil 2 remake, which is a oh. double offender. You you might not have been able to tell, but those were the zombie dogs in that clip. And here here's a better sound of, of one of them attacking Jill in the Resident Evil 3 remake. So they're mean, they're hard to hit, they're fast, they do a lot of damage. And if you look at the model viewer, you can see, oh, they have not just modeled buttholes, mm -hmm. but modeled ball sacks and dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how you discovered this, how anyone would discover this, because in-game... Like at what moment would you stop to study the I mean, enemy? It's, it's a little I, I photo think, mode. It's it's a little dark. I think I think I made it out. Like one of them was running away and was like, "Holy shit, that thing has a ball sack! Holy shit, that has a butthole! <laughs> Why would you model this?" And then like confirming it in the model viewer, like, "Yes, it has." Wow, this is a fully anatomically correct dog. You could have modeled none of this and it would have been fine, but you decided yeah. to model all of it. I don't get it. But, it's a zombie dog. All yeah. of that could have fallen off, and yes. you would have explained it away. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Or, or the dog could have been neutered before it became zombified. Instead, now in this fiction, yep. this dog was born feral mm -hmm. and got worse. Yep, yep. Just terrible, terrible dog. And again, Resident Evil 2 Remake is a double offender because it also features these guys. So that is a liquor. Everybody oh, remembers uh, the liquors. They debuted wait, in, liquors have buttholes? in Resident Evil 2 with their big exposed brains. <clears throat> and in the remake, yes, they have big exposed buttholes. There are so many jokes to make right now. <laughs> yep. I see none. <laughs> liquor buttholes. Uh, it is. This is actually more troubling to me because, like, well, liquors used to be human so technically that's a human butthole but that's been stripped of all its skin and just angry red muscular butthole but unmistakably Sweet. a puckered anus underneath the tailbone pure orangutan mm -hmm. right there. <laughs> <laughs>
Just Rafiki crawling around on them. That's right. The king has returned, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, what does that Resident Skeletor mean? Is there's like there's like Skeletor meme where he's like the uh, the butthole is made from the same type of skin as your lips, and then he just hits <laughs> him running away. Day. Like, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's one to grow on. <laughs> You're seeing that with Moon Knight recently. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I don't know. I gotta see Moon Knight. I have not seen the show yet. I can't follow you on that. Uh, Resident Evil Two remakes. Oh, they're a remake rather. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so yeah, good. It's it's one. I think it was our game of the year that year. I believe it was. Yeah. Irrespective of, of buttholes and ball mm-hmm. sacks, it is. Is yeah. which, by the way, is if someone invites you to D and D night. But they actually say B and B. That's what it means. Don't go. Um. Mm, good to know. Good to know. If if you uh, get invited to a congressional orgy, like some junior members of Congress, yeah. apparently. Yeah, if if a congressman does coke in front of you, you say yeah. no. I talk, don't talk, want. <laughs> Nancy Reagan said no. Talking about visible assholes. Uh, there's yeah. that guy <laughs> going over to, to Mitch Prominent McConnell's even. Mitch McConnell's eyes wide shut party. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wearing a mask. Uh, you, you think my neck looks weird? You should. You should see the situation down the real there. Visible asshole is humanity. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all sound like a variety of Dana Carvey impersonation. Really does like like not Dana Carvey, but like a voice Dana Carvey would do. I assure you, this is an impeccable Mitch McConnell. Oh. Yeah. My Don't favorite one is when much. someone falls down the stairs. That's my favorite Mr. McConnell impression. <laughs> did that happen? Did I miss something today? I want to watch him was, fall it down was, the stairs. It happened. It's like it was on camera. Oh, like, oh good lord! Podium and yeah, then the world yeah, cheered. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never seen. A, I've never seen a land tortoise lose its balance. <laughs> someone flipped me over. I can't. We are doing a little more Jimmy Stewart. We're giving him a little Jimmy Stewart edge. I, uh, yeah, that's, thank you. That is what it sounds like. It sounds like the Dana Carvey, It's a Uh, Wonderful Life SNL sketch. That is what it sounds like. Every time you block a a vote on a a Supreme Court justice, a Republican gets his wings. You just want to see a butthole in a video game and grab a lasso and pull it down and put it in your pocket. Mary, look, there's buttholes, Mary. Uh, <laughs> Buttholes all the way down. Resident Evil 2. This one's Great tiny, and, and this one's pu- all puckered, and this one's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter. And and I will say, if uh, if this made you uncomfortable, uh, no, it didn't, because I just realized this is coming out on April 1st. So, April Fools, yeah. we didn't really spend 40 minutes talking about butthole animals and games. If, if this butthole talk makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> wait until you turn 45 and have to go to the doctor. <laughs> Michael, I don't know that gaslighting the listeners qualifies as an April Fool's joke, <laughs> but good try. It was something. <laughs> yeah. it Nothing else planned. It'll, it'll do. Mm. And, uh, yeah, don't tell your parents about this episode. No. <laughs> don't tell my mom. <laughs> Yeah, this, this might not be the one they go. Oh, yeah, this is the one. Everyone always. Uh, yeah, sometimes put, people on put Twitter this they on ask, the "Fucking demo reel right here." Sometimes on Twitter people, people ask us, mom. "Like, hey, where should we recommend people get started?" I'm, I'm probably not going to go with this episode. Just want to, you know, no, be honest with you guys. You, you can tell my mom. I. It brings me great joy to show her things that make her uncomfortable. It is never not funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having vi- visions of you filming. From behind the monitor, your mom watching two girls, one cup. Is that too far? Is that too? <laughs> it's it's more so like, hey, 
Ma, check out this cool band, and I'll just play her just, like, the harshest grindcore I can find, because I know it will upset her. <laughs> I feel like Two Girls, One Cup is like, is that an oldie now? Yes, I like, yeah. so. How old is that? I think so. I keep waiting for Diana to bring it up on 30 2010. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone needs, you know what we need? Vice, vice reporters. Mm-hmm. Two Girls, One Cup, where are they now? Get on it. Yeah, what are you, I, what are you I, for? I read one of those things. It was all really depressing. Yeah. And that, that video is much older than the discovery on the Oh, internet. I'm sure where they are now is extremely depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, I think I was listening to another podcast. Someone was like, Imagine if those girls did that and it got like 17 views. <laughs> like, the dignity gonna, that was lost forever and nobody even watched. This is going to be the one they remember me for. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, we should probably you move away this. from scatological things for a little while and take a break. I'm and- a scat man. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's the uh, there's the break song. No, no, we gotta play that. <laughs> Have you checked your butthole? Deep up, deep up. Oh, oh, yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. the one. All right. Uh, anyway, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some Tiny Tina's Wonderland, some Weird West, some other stuff. So stay tuned. The vicar approaches the mic, and suddenly all of the chatter goes mute. He says that they've misplaced the rings. Could anyone possibly know where they are? I know it's my time, and all hands turn as I stand and say, Vicar. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. You know, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As if the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it, but I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame, I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't... The trailer only showed, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about. Time travel and all that was, like, completely left right. out of the... I, I, yeah. I, I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like... Yeah, other than the post-credits scene, like, that, all of that. All of that was spoiled for me, like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash lasertime. 
And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time behind the scenes talking about Moon Knight or other butthole references. Flapping we're just, our cheeks. We're just, yeah, yeah flapping <laughs> our cheeks. That's a good one. Uh, blowing hot air. Uh, we're just going to jump straight into. That was my most organic delay to date. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands came out last week. Played some of it. Uh, has anyone else had a chance to play it? No. It's Borderlands. Yeah, I was going to say, ask me if I will play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunately the same like, answer. If, if you're like, oh, well, is it different from Borderlands? Not really. I mean, it, it has, it, it's, uh, you know, a little little bit sillier than Borderlands. Like, I think, uh, was it Yahtzee? Yahtzee Croshaw was saying, like, Borderlands is trying to be silly and cool. This is just trying to be silly. Mm. Um but Speaking it, of butthole references, Jesus. But it has like eight like A list comedy talent. Like Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, and uh Will Arnett are three I don't major know that characters. I'd say Wanda Sykes is on the A list. Oh, she was at the, the Oscars, Oscars, man. The comedian that didn't get slapped. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. They, yeah. they all, all the rest did. Now that you mentioned, I don't even think Andy Samberg's on the A list. He used to be. Yeah, sort you of. won't be saying that when the Chippendale movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how? So I've heard. Yeah, it's. I mean, they did one of these already with the DLC, mm-hmm. uh, but this is. I hear this has a, like an overworld map where yes. you'll have random encounters you, and fight you, in little you arenas. Have, uh, you know, a little big-headed character, and you wander around and find loot on on this map, and uh, yeah, you'll have random encounters. Uh, the, which just are like small first person shooter levels where you'll be mobbed by enemies and just shoot your way through. Uh, there is a lot of like, it, it starts out trying to like, Hey, your first weapon is an axe. Look at that. And, uh, and then you get like a little crossbow and now we're just going to start vomiting sci-fi guns yes. at you. It's yeah. borderlands. It's very, very borderlands. I think the DLC was most effective when it combined them. Like at one point in the DLC, it's, you get rewarded, a gun from a quest it's a gun that shoots swords and that was oh, nice. that was actually one of the best things and I'm, I'm hoping this has some of that as well like okay we're gonna put a fantasy slant on the gun for me maybe, maybe some uh, of them i haven't i haven't seen any so far i've only i've i only really played this for like an hour yeah i, I was reading uh, some uh, i don't recall who it was but but they were tweeting about how um you know, if you really do want this to feel different from any other Borderlands, just just kind of ignore the guns as best you can. Like focus on spells and the abilities. Yeah, and there, stuff. there and are spells. I was feels, about to say, like ooh, they're, they're mapped to like LB, and uh, you know, you can you can throw little ice bolts or whatever, and you have special abilities. Like uh, I picked like this stealthy class, and my special ability is I send out this telekinetic whirling blade that will just stand in place. And, and chop every, anything that touches it to hell. And then I can, while it's active, I can redirect it and move it around to different places. Okay. Like, oh, there's an enemy up on a ledge. I'll just throw it up to him and now it'll chop him to pieces. Oh, there's an enemy over there. Flick. Now it's over there. Like, that's pretty cool. I, I guess I just never really experiment with the classes in Borderlands games. I always either go for the soldier class or like a gun zerker mm-hmm. or something. But I mean, mm-hmm. technically they've, they've sort of had magic through the siren classes and yeah. stuff like that. It's just not how I play those games. So. That's why this, this game feels so fucking weird. Hmm. Like an odd, odd, odd sequel. If it's going to be more Borderlands, like what the hell? What? 
Yeah, it's, it's weird that it's coming now, like because it's like okay, that DLC was obviously hugely successful with Borderlands 2, two over ten years ago or something, and then now, then they did three, and now this is its own standalone game. Like okay, this I mean this this is the fifth Borderlands game of this ilk. You know, like it's it's we've had a lot of these, <laughs> um, and and it kind of seems like you know, and I you know I have not played it, but in a you know in, in watching trailers and in doing you know a lot of coverage pre-release for it. Um, you know, I saw the classes they were, they were, you know, talking about and they did seem to be translating a lot of tabletop elements, like, uh, fairly well into, into gameplay. Like, the way those special abilities work, like, are akin to certain D&D spells or certain D&D things. And I found that to be cool, but, you know, the, the more I'm seeing gameplay and folks talk about it, it seems like that is all just kind of window dressing around another Borderlands game instead yeah. of that stuff being the game. And I, I that's think what this that's, is. This don't don't think this right. is a fantasy RPG. This is yeah. a Borderlands game with a D and D skin. That's all this this is. You know. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, with the overworld though, is it taking you between big open world maps where then you have the traditional Borderlands thing? Or I mean, I wouldn't really call them big. Op- I mean, they're big maps. I wouldn't call them open world, but. Uh... Okay, so yeah. but the but the overland does so the overworld stuff though takes you between little because yeah. yeah I mean I guess Borderlands always been that it's it's called open world but they're like kind of maps with the little gateways between them you know mm. they're not it, it's not it's the like um you know basically large connected biomes kind of thing yeah. you're, you're yeah. like you're, yeah, you're yeah. smaller open worlds quote unquote yeah which I okay. which honestly is a good way to lay out a game like I'm I always prefer that over just one massive map um. Well, Just for sake of kind of differ. <laughs> Last question for you, Michael. Because um, Borderlands can can hit one of two ways. Are the jokes decently funny, or yes. is it pretty cringe so far? I, well, you know, it's a bit of both. But I I do enjoy the humor. I like the the people that they've picked for this. Ashley Birch's Tiny Tina is always entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say, I feel like your enjoyment is going to be based on whether or not yeah. you like that character. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. if you don't, I, I feel like uh, you're in for a well, reprise. It's, it's weird because they, it opens with, like, you know, these these two characters played by Wanda Sykes and Andy Samberg, and you, who's just the newbie. And then, like, after the introductory bit, which you don't play, by the, and it's it's referred to as exposition. Um, Whoa. It's it's decided that Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes will just be advisors, and you'll be the only one playing. And so it's you you have those two just kind of doing color commentary on the the action, and you know being interrupted by Tiny Tina and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's, it's a nice little dialogue in the background running all the time. So cool. yeah, I, I I enjoyed what I played, which wasn't very much, but uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, like this this feels like more Borderlands. Will I play it? It felt a little bit more in, immediately inviting than previous Borderlands's. I'm not much of a Borderlands fan, honestly, but, yeah. uh, but, you know, what I, what I did see here, I liked. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. do what I do with every other Borderlands release. I'll pick it up months later for like $10 and then fire it up mm-hmm. when there's nothing else yeah. to play. I don't, I do, I do not consider myself a Borderlands hater. It's just, Man, it's always it's it's always been missing something for from greatness for me. Well, Borderlands fans have told me repeatedly that that something missing is you need to play it with other players. Yeah, no. I, well, I yeah, was about to say. It. Well, well, maybe right because yes, that's important, but also you know I I, I really enjoyed the first one that came out and all the DLC, but that was when I was in high school. Mm. 
And so I, you kind of got to wonder is, was my enjoyment based on my, uh, I guess literally sophomoric sense of humor at the time oh. or whatever year it came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was not in high school when the first one came out. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, part of the story and part to make everybody feel old. Suck it. <laughs> if this game plays like three, um, then they should call it Borderlands, oh, B-O-R-E-D, you know what I mean? Huh? Huh? It was a tiny joke. Yeah, all right, Norm. <laughs> so Weird West, you've you've actually been playing this, uh, Tony. None of us yeah, have Weird because West. it's not out as of this recording. Yes, uh, but it will be out as of the release of this podcast. Um, and if you want even more detail, you can go to GamePur, G-A-M-P-U-R, and, and G-A-M-E-P-U-R, excuse me, and read my review. Um, this game is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. game, Weird West, is fantastic. Uh, so it is made by Wolf Eye Studios, which was co-founded by two folks heavily involved with the Dishonored series, one of which is Rafael Colantonio, whose name is very closely associated with those games. Uh, I believe he was, like, creative director on, like, the first one. He was very, very, very high-ranking, had a lot of influence on those games. Um, and, Michael, you're a Dishonored guy, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been Dishonored many times. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine... Okay. Lost imagine, many duels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So take so take all the all the freedom that those games give you, right? Approach it how you want, and the way in which you approach this level, the decisions you make, what you do, the decisions you make, what you do are going to have consequences. Now, instead of being a first-person shooter, parkour, whatever thing, it is an isometric Western RPG immersive sim kind of deal. Like I was within the first hour of playing, I was frankly blown away by how much was happening in the game. And then as I continued playing through, and I finished it, I think in roughly 20 hours, I got through most of it, and uh, a majority of the side quests, not every permutation, but um, but through a lot of it, and the amount of systems at play, how they interconnect, and how every single decision you make has a payoff as you go along, is just, it, it blew me away. And sometimes the choices they give you are really clear and and like binary right it's like do you make a truce with this faction or not like it's very clear hey time to make a decision but this game also weaves in all these really organic ones that i didn't even like realize at the time was a choice i was making it just happened to be as i'm playing the game and like you finish a chapter you get a stinger it literally bullet lists like the the like this game will remember that like it literally brings huh. up like here are oh, the things neat. that you did that are going to matter later and some of the things that come up I'm like wait what I I didn't even realize I was making a choice there um the freedom to approach all the scenarios is just incredible like the stealth works really well um combat it takes I, I found it getting used to combat took a little while mm-hmm. just because of the angle and it's it's a little Mouse and keyboard might be the way to go if you're playing on PC. I, I like using a gamepad, but uh, just for the, the precision of the shooting involved, you might want mouse and keyboard. It's kind of twin-sticky in that way. Um, and the amount of like ways that you can just sort of accidentally physics your ways into solution is amazing. Like, if you think you can just sort of stack something and hop over a wall, you totally can. Go for it. Like, the amount of possibility they've accounted for and consequences that come as a result of that in this game are amazing. I... I rescued somebody from a cage, and they became a, a quote-unquote friend for life. Uh, and then later on, I was trying to go get a bounty. I snuck in. I knocked out and arrested the, the guy. But as I was leaving him out of camp, his gang sees me. Now I'm in a big fight, and the person I rescued hours before 
comes in to join me randomly in the fight. Like, the way all these things bleed together is just uh, endlessly impressive to me. Um, Yeah, and like I said, it's it's full of decisions. I didn't see every possible outcome because, like, I I don't know what that, like, you know, what that web chart looks like (laughs) of all the things you can do, but... um, just yeah it's like it's like five chapters with decisions that impact each one um it's five different like characters Mm -hmm. and you have to play them in a set order because again this is like it's like a butterfly effect kind of thing right like what you do in one's gonna matter in the other but like you revisit old locations characters show up again later you can literally recruit the previous protagonist to your party uh, it's, it, yeah, I, I can't, I really can't say enough good things about this game. You know, some open world jank as you'd ex- expect from something of, 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 of this design, but like, yeah, thoroughly recommend the game. It's going to be on Game Pass, so there's no reason to not try oh, it, it if is? you're subscribed. Okay. It, my understanding is it'll be on Game Pass, yeah. yeah. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend checking out this game. It was just fantastic. Did you spend nice. a lot of time playing as the pig man? I've heard many <laughs> things about the Pigman. That's a really, that's a really cool. Uh, yeah, the, the the supernatural elements are fascinating in this game. Um, the Pigman is like his whole quest is like figuring out who he was before before he was turned into a Pigman. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it starts with like all the like there's like this witch that's turning people into Pigmen, and when she does, she like transfers their soul into this like tree. And you're one of, like, two pigmen that can still talk for some reason. All the others just kind of make weird noises. And you can communicate with the tree, and it's like, hey, man, I'd really like to die. Having all these souls kind of sucks. And so, like, it's – and that's a big decision you make is whether or not you do want to kill the tree. Because if you do, then all the pig people get their souls back and get to talk. Um, It's it's a really, like – yeah, it's – it's can't say – like, I want to talk vaguely just to not give spoilers, but – uh. This is a this is a great game. I mean, you know, I, I I think I DM'd either you or Matt like the night I started playing it. Like, hey, I'm definitely gonna want to talk yep. about this in a couple weeks. Can I come on your show and do it? Yeah, um, it yeah. Thoroughly recommend. It. If you like Dishonored, if if you like the interactivity and the, the the amount of respect the game gives to you as a player and your choices, if that's what you like about those kinds of games, absolutely play this. It's it's fantastic. Nice. A uh, couple other things of note came out. Um, Death Stranding Director's Cut is now available on PC. That's pretty cool if you want. What I'm sure, like, depending on the hardware that you have, this could potentially be the very best looking and performing version of this mm-hmm. game. Yep. If you want more buttholes, I'm sure someone will have a mod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. you know, it might not have buttholes, but you can turn your poop into grenades. So yep. there's Poop's got to come out of something, Michael. Mm-hmm. There's buttholes in that game. Norman Reedus's Little Reedus. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, that's, I, what the, that's what the pee grenades come out of. Is uh, yeah, I couldn't, it's, it's, I couldn't it's, think it's of a, a good euphemism. Norman says, Norman squeeze us. Norman squeeze us. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, but uh, Crusader Kings 3 is also coming out on Game Pass, is, is out on Game Pass, and is also yep. on PS5. Um, but if, you know. You want to, I, I have never, I've tried this game a couple of times. Uh, I have failed to understand it on PC. So I'm <laughs> hoping that the console version is dumb enough for me to follow <laughs> what is happening because I want, I want to try this. I see people on Twitter all the time talking about Crusader Kings and about how like they made their horse Pope and, uh, it founded a <laughs> dynasty of horse popes. And, uh, <laughs> isn't that an Elden Ring boss, the horse pope? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like this these, this game is very appropriately named because it's like I can tell right away the type of game Crusader Kings is when I hear that name, and I can tell right away that is not for me. That <laughs> game, like that, is a great great warning name, like Crusader Kings Three. Oh, there's two of these that I've never tried either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I, that's very not, very that's highly not my regarded. Bag. So the, the the stories that come out of it are fascinating mm-hmm. um like I, I had a friend who was playing for a while and he would text me stuff like i got the achievement for having everybody die of malaria or whatever like he would just like send me just the amazing like non sequiturs and my understanding actually i don't know if it's necessarily dumbed down michael but i believe that a lot of the interfacing and how the game is actually mechanically played has been changed like to mm. work on consoles okay it being you know a pc centric game so like you know maybe that'll help you along i don't know i've always wanted to try it myself too just like you were saying, yeah. because of the stuff you hear about it. This is a chance to do that. It's also on PC Game Pass, if, if yep. that is more your bag. So. I'm an ultimate guy. What up? Despite we're not owning ditto. Xbox console. Wow. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, because I sold my old one and just got a bunch of Game Pass credit. <laughs> All right. Because I feel no need to own one because of PC Game Pass is the thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, must some console exclusives. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Moss Book 2 is also at the day after we record this, so we haven't tried it, but um, the first I Moss... I think it is. Like, that's when it was supposed to come out. I haven't seen any early reviews or anything, so I'm like, man, it, no one's been talking about Moss Book 2, and I feel like if you played that first game, you should be way more excited for Book 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. as of two weeks ago, on the PlayStation blog officially, it is out on the... The first, the, yeah. the, okay. the so, yeah. developer's Twitter confirms it, but yeah, yeah, uh, one yeah. one of my favorite games, VR games, period. Yep, yeah. it is. It is Moss Book Two. The way Michael said it, it was like, you played the first Moss Book. Well, this is Moss Book Two. <laughs> Moss. <laughs> Moss Book, book, I think that's the name of the character in the IT crowd. Yeah, Um, The game where it's little playable dioramas where you're a mouse that that has to solve basically puzzles and do some light combat. It's one of my virtual reality puzzle platformer. That's like one of my favorite uses of VR, honestly, is like you were just the floating eye in the sky Mm -hmm. and it's just a normal game. Yeah, you play both as a little mouse and... A omniscient human overseer clearing paths for this mouse or peering in places that she can't see. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's a really, what would you call it? Non obtrusive or like a very light VR game. Every VR yeah. touch is very natural and uh, just not very taxing. You can, I could play it this game longer than most other VR games. Yeah, no, no chance probably of motion sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it'll take you. I mean, it's. I feel like it only takes like two or three hours to even get through the first one. So if you haven't played it, do that too. You know. Yeah. Mm. They gave it away for free during the pandemic when they were like giving away all those PSVR games. So mm. if you if you took advantage of that, you probably have the first in your library. So go play. Yeah. Go play. It's a it's a wonderful game. Yeah, love it. Very heartwarming. Yes. All right, well, let's move along to... News. Finally, the uh, the long-rumored PlayStation answer to Game Pass uh, was officially announced this weekend. So uh, it's kind of what all the leaks said it would be there are 
basically going to be multiple tiers of PlayStation Plus now that have sort of combined what was PlayStation Now in, and rolled that into PlayStation Plus. Uh, so let's go through the tiers. Uh, so PlayStation annoyed. Plus Essential is basically what PlayStation Plus is right now. So that there's no changes to your service, to the pricing. Uh, that's your two monthly downloadable games. You get discounts on stuff. You get the cloud storage for the games and then online multiplayer. That's 10 bucks a month, basically. And then there's, of course, ways to buy it in bulk and, and pay less money. So that that's what you already have. Uh, so the new stuff, PlayStation Plus Extra. The extra tier includes everything from Essential, of course, and then adds a catalog of about 400 PS4 and PS5 games uh, that you can be they can download them. So that's important. It's not just streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically the PS Now library. Uh, well, right? no, because PS Now includes PS3 things, so we're gonna get there. So okay, this is just okay. PS4 and PS5 stuff. Um, and then you can download them while you're a member. It includes a lot of first party, some third party games. Uh, no, here's, here's the key difference though between this and Game Pass. No new first party games at launch. Like Microsoft is like, mm-hmm. yeah, all of our big first party mm-hmm. games right at launch are going on to Game Pass. Sony's still not doing that. They still are making money selling their new games yeah. when they're new. And then you could probably count. They'll, they'll come to this later, you know, a year after release or something like that. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, uh, sort of a loosey goosey reasoning on that. Like uh, Jim Bryan, who's like the PlayStation boss, his, his reasoning behind it was basically like, eh, we think that would cheapen them. And we want these to be prestige titles. Like, it wasn't really a concrete whatever was hit. You know, that was the reason he gave. Obviously, like, you know, they're trying to sell these games for 70 bucks. They want that 70 bucks from you. But, like, I mean, Microsoft didn't do that right away either, if you remember. True. So, so I think they sort of had to wait to see if the model took hold. And once it did, they're just like, all right, new Halo, new Gears, day and date. Yeah. uh, Yeah. On on Game Pass. So, I I think it's only a matter of time before that happens because I don't. Unless I'm mistaken, a game like God of War isn't supposed to be profitable. It's supposed to move units. I think they probably want it to do both. I'm sure they want it to do both. But most of the time, those games are so buffed to a high-gloss polish, like, Mm. it's impossible because their budgets are incredibly big. Yeah, I I get what Jim Ryan's saying. Trust me, like, on the brand side of things, yes. The second you give away your product for free, he's not wrong that it it changes the consumer perception of the value of that product. Like, if if people are getting it for free... Very, fewer people will pay $70 for that product. And, and, and that's the thing also that Sony is a, a major proponent of raising game prices to $70, whereas most Xbox games are still, you know, hovering around the 60. And, and also, uh, also like Microsoft seems to like have quietly like sort of bowed out of first party other than the acquisition stuff. Uh, no, no, they still have they still have their studios like the playground nowhere, game stuff. And nowhere all near the extent that Sony does, though. I I would disagree. I I think if you're talking about stuff that's presently released, sure. Mm-hmm. But the list of stuff that Microsoft that's owns coming? and like we know to be in development and like recent acquisitions, like I mean, it's I, I guess I you got to include this Bethesda term shit in there. And I, I, I hate yeah. to use this term, but the amount, the ways that Microsoft and Sony have been buying up studios is like reigniting the console war. Yeah, like it, it really is in the way that they're they're bringing stuff under their wing. It's true, I, I think it's fair, Chris. You're right though. Then that Microsoft, for the most part, acquired all the studios they have under their banner. Now Sony built most of theirs mm. from the ground up, other than Bungie with that's the fair. big recent Sony acquisition. Yeah, that, like, that that's fair. Am I, am I, my favorite 
uh, first-party Microsoft titles are pretty few and far between. Like, uh, I'm not a flight sim guy, but like, I liked Halo and Forza Five, and not a lot else from their. Yeah, first I don't party use lineup. I don't use Game Pass for first-party stuff like yeah. ever. Like, I use it because you know, oh, I want to check this game out, and boom, here it is. I'll just do uh, that now. I mean, but the, all the Bethesda stuff is also technically first party. I use it for that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. I, I guess, uh, you know, specifically like Xbox Game Studios label might be how I think of it. I know that's technically that, that, the same, that's, but that's, like, you know what I mean I when I say that, it. you know? Mm. Yeah. But just, uh, cause Sony's still, Sony's still, in, there, there's no Xbox, uh, first party exclusive that beats any Sony first party exclusive of the last two console generations. Well, and I think that's why th- this this is really telling with the difference in their strategies, right? So mm-hmm, PlayStation right. still thinks they can sell you full price games or seventy dollars games, um, versus Microsoft. Their priority is getting Game Pass subscriptions, and so that is why mm-hmm. they're putting all of their big games on Game Pass. They they would prefer for you to have that subscription and hold on to that subscription for longer. Their bet is that you will over time pay as much or probably more money than had you bought one or two first party games per year. That, they'll, that's they'll their, their They're basically their, their $20, $30 greatest hits lines onto the service. And Sony is sort of hedging their strategy. Sony's like, look, we still want that world of selling these games for 70 bucks. And we also think we can give enough value to get you to upgrade your PlayStation plus subscription to one of these Two offerings, cause, uh, and then, so this plus, plus extra, we should say, it's gonna be 15 a month, uh, you can get it per quarter at 40 or 100 bucks per year. Um, the last tier, premium tier, they kick Ooh. in and add a bunch of other stuff, so 340 more games, and this includes stuff from PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS3, which was a lot of the stuff that was on now previously, and those are streaming only i believe although it's weird because i feel like you could download some of the ps3 games on now so do they roll that right. back no, i don't think PSG? you could download you could download ps4 games on now um, oh, three games so have always, always just... been streaming okay okay so yeah. you can do this the streaming you can play the streaming versions on your ps4 or ps5 or pc uh, this one's going to cost $18 a month, so it's a bit more expensive than Game Pass Ultimate, which I believe is 15 per month, uh, 50 bucks per quarter, or $120 annually. And this is, again, shows you a little bit of the difference of the, just how they're pricing the value prop, because I don't think you can do an annual Game Pass Ultimate subscription. I think it is always you just cannot. monthly. So that's 15 bucks. That's $180 for, per year for Game Pass Ultimate. I have, um, yes, correct. I have, uh, some, like, redemption codes that I purchased that are three months at 45, so, like, it's not actually, uh, you're not saving anything there, you're just buying three months in bulk, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right, there is no, like, prorated's not technically the right term, but you know what I mean. There's there's no discount. So this is cheaper, because you can technically buy a whole year for 120, so it saves you 60 bucks versus Xbox's premium subscription offering, but again, you don't get the big You can bulk buy Game Pass. That's how I used to do it. You can can bulk buy, but it's not like you're getting it for cheaper as a result. No, I did. Is what we're saying. Game... Game Pass, I'm talking Ultimate specifically. Ultimate, maybe not. I don't think you yeah, can Yeah, sorry, ultimate, ultimate specifically. Yeah, okay. you, you can't that, as far as That I would know. be the competitor to this tier. This premium is meant to be equivalent with Game Pass Ultimate because you can play right. it on PC. 
so I wanted to ask you guys, like, okay, the, here's the three offerings. You got your ten dollar, now you got your fifteen dollar per month, and you got your eighteen dollar per month. Which are you going for? Are you gonna? Are you excited to play these PS One, PS Two, PS Three games? At the I, I still have PS Plus, and I guess that will just be the essential tier now. Yeah, it's, well, I'm not sure which tier it is. I just know it's getting rolled into one of those. Cur- current PS Plus is essential tier. That yeah, that it's is, gonna get it rolled into essential until. Because I diligently bought all the big first-party exclusives and still have access to them, I don't really need to access them through the through the cloud or download. Uh, until something big first-party or exclusive shows up there, I'm not going to make a move at all. And I do feel, while I was like immensely surprised by the PSP, the, I, we always talk about the PSP games being abandoned. Uh, that that's included in the premium tier. It's a, it seems like a very Nintendo thing to do to put that shit in the premium tier. Yeah. You want to play yeah. Tomba Two? You're going to pay up eighteen, <laughs> 18 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I mean, we're also I feel like we're like the worst control group for that question too, mm-hmm. <laughs> just based on the things that we do. Like you know, for my part, you know, with with the coverage I do and you know the things I do for 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 a living. I mean, honestly, I'll pop the one twenty month. I only have to think about it once a year and for me it's it's a it's just a factor of like I know that I want to have easy access to that stuff yeah. for the sake of and like not the hoarder mentality oh what if I want it someday no I need to have the access because often I do need to go back and play an older thing or get footage of an older thing you right. know so like for me there's there's a point where like I would like you know to 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 be honest it's the thing of like you either make it convenient for me to do that or I'm probably going to find an emulator and this makes It'll it look conven- better. And this, and it's, yeah, but it's like, this makes it convenient for me to do it. And so, like, I will pay you the money, you know? And it, 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 at that tier, $700, 700 games is way more than Game Pass offers. Way. Granted, you're going to find, like, Return to Neverland, the Peter Pan sequel PS1 game yeah. and shit like that on your. Yo, don't but, spoil my next framework essay. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always for sale for some reason. That license <laughs> agreement never died. Uh, I, I just think. It yeah, never grew up. A, a, a very Nintendo <laughs> move, like, putting its legacy content as the priciest tier. And the reason I'm saying I'm not ready to, like, decide what tier or whether I'll even subscribe to this is because this doesn't focus on anything new. It only focuses on legacy content. The second something new shows up there where I can save money mm. by getting it yeah. through a PS Plus subscription, I'll probably easily make the jump and leave my subscription going. But right now, like everything seems to be focused on six months or older, um, or one year or older. The streaming and not being able to download, I find really kind of perplexing too. And, and you know, I have no idea how this works on a back end. I do not work. I'm not like an engineer in any way for this sort of thing. But in my brain, it would seem like it would be less resources to just put the game on a server and let people seed it and download it versus actively streaming. Well, they, it. they would have to first pay a team to create emulator software that runs on PS5 hardware. And that, yeah, that's it's, okay. it's cute. That's it's a, cute to think about when you access it's only PS3 games, right? They're the only ones that stream. Uh, PS1, uh, PS2, and PSP games, I believe, are streaming as well. No, they, they can stream, but like you, you can still download everything. Uh, yeah, but those PS3. are yeah, those are stream and download. PS3, hmm. PS3 are the ones that, that because the PS3 cell architecture was so fucked up. Yes. That's the one that continues to be the only way to play those. Is yes. Streaming. So yeah. there's there's some building 
in Sony headquarters when you stream these games. They're just like they're firing up these ancient PS3s. Here's <laughs> I love that. I just yeah. love that image, and I know that's probably not the case. But the PS, yeah, yeah that, like, that's what I'm curious about. Is like if it would require an emulator for a download, like what what is that? What is happening if you're streaming? Like is it is the PS3 tower? Yeah. Like Chris is like, is there some sad man whose job it is to sit in the PS3 dungeon and just yeah, just sure hit him working. with the tip of a broom? Ah, just load already. <laughs> so many people at Sony had to get a second job to buy all those PS3s to run in their server farm. It's crazy. Four fifty-seven AC needs Metal Gear Solid Four disconcerted. Oh, it's doing its loading thing again. The kid's back and he wants to play Lair. Oh no! Load it up. <laughs> I hope it is like the. Monsters Inc. factory, and it's just just PS3s on cables going around, and discs going around, and they're just being fully. It's like the most wonderful automated thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it is a Willy Wonka factory of PS3s, Hello, and welcome to Genki: The Last Blade. <laughs> <laughs> We have a Tokyo Jungle alert. This man wants to play Tokyo Jungle. He's won. He wins the factory. Giant enemy crab. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how it was said. One million troops. Wow. One million giant enemy crabs. Man, hearing your wife on our other podcast make a Kazharai Ridge Racer reference was very bizarre. I don't know. I was going to do that, but I just thought it would be... Now, for me, having been in that press conference, the most memorable moment was not Kazharai going Ridge Racer. It was when they showed off Eye of Judgment, which, as you might remember, was the AR game that used the PlayStation Eye camera to, yep. to like, oh, put down like this Magic the Gathering card and a little holographic thing pops up above it on screen. I sat through a demo of that on the show floor. There was a guy right somewhere here. in the front rows who just screamed, yes, yes, that is so pip. I've always wanted a live yeah. action Magic the Gathering. <laughs> oh my God. And like, the whole auditorium can hear you, you stupid motherfucker. Yes. What are you doing? The use yes. of the word pimp yeah. really dates As that. As an adjective. <laughs> yes. whole thing. When I think pimp, I think collectible card games. Boy, mm. One of my my favorite moment from – I wasn't there for it, but just watching it is uh, – is um <laughs> there's i guess the stage wasn't quite large enough for for every speaker to be on so like the the, the one guy who was kind of emceeing it introduced the next speaker but didn't leave the stage and he's standing mere inches behind the other speaker <laughs> just over their shoulder the whole time well, it's, it's a amazing. trump clinton debates or something oh, tony so you'll absolutely. understand this because I, th- I know you're a magic fan you got to keep your tapping hands strong tony. um i'm not a magic hands. fan i'm sorry damn it I was just thinking about – funny, I just had a random flashback memory today of the one time in community college somebody taught me how to play Magic. I've played exactly one round of Magic in my life. Do not remember how any of it works. I think it's cool, but uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a D&D man, not an MTG man. What can I say? All right. The great nerd wars of D&D versus uh, Magic yes. the Gathering. They rival Star Wars versus Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Does it though? I feel like it's more like a thing where the magic people are like, we're rivals and D&D people go, uh, okay, nah, sure nah. dude, sure buddy. <laughs> Speaking of PS Plus, the PS Plus games for April were announced. We are getting Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. That's on PS5 and PS4. That's that game that's like Robin Hood, but like multiplayer team versus kinda. Is it? I think. Sure. Yeah. I think okay. that's what it is. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. That's that ah. remake. I think I got that for free from uh, Stadia. 
Uh, you probably did. And yep. then this, to begin of collectible card games, Slay the Spire, uh, coming, coming for free. That is a great mm. game. It's been on Game Pass for a while, mm-hmm. but, uh, if you have not tried it, it is, uh, an excellent card. We were once told it we were fools for not including it in our games of the year. Mm-hmm. I still disagree. Mm-hmm. I have not played no, it myself, but I have a I have a buddy who doesn't play games very often, but adores that game. So like, I know that like like he's not a guy who's like he only plays like Madden Call of Duty. He's like he specifically plays like the few times he gets to play games, he has like good taste of what he plays. And so like he's always told me like, dude, I love this game. You probably like it too because you like roguelikes or whatever. I very much do want to try this game. Nice. So Microsoft has also announced the new games it has coming to it is uh, to games with gold. Man, I almost forgot the name of their non-game pass offerings. So games with gold. That, that's okay. They did too. <laughs> so did everyone <laughs> else. This this, this service just existed. This, this ex- exists to torture you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when you get them with Game Pass Ultimate, it's rolled right. into Game Pass Ultimate. So here we got another site. You got Hue, that kind of color-based platforming oh, yeah, game. Yeah. That's a neat game. MX versus ATV Alive. <laughs> An- another free MX versus ATV game that I won't play. And, dude, this is depressing. This is a good game, but it's depressing because it's almost 20 years old. Outpost Coloki X is coming. That game was 2004. That sounds vaguely game. familiar. So that's like an OG Xbox game. Yeah, and that was the one that was that like is. a um, it's a space station tycoon game huh. with like funny characters and stories. Came out in two thousand four originally. I I remember just it, it's a unique enough name where I distinctly remember reading reviews about Outpost Colloquiax. So yeah, the art that. style on this is actually really cool. Yeah. This looks like if uh, if Double Fine made a like a four X game. Yeah, but it's, it's very light in in the tyco- it's more tycoon like so it's like light management gotcha. of stuff. Well, so. it took it took two rows of Google images for the Xbox Live Gold thumbnail to be <laughs> <laughs> one of the images, so probably says all you need to know about this game. Hughes neat though. Hugh, probably Hugh's a link game. to a bunch of microtransactions on the Xbox Live Store. <laughs> Buy this gold. So here's a game that will not be coming to Plus or Games with Gold because it's being delisted after less uh, than two years of being on sale. Uh, Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Man, this has got to be some kind of record to be delisted after less than two years. Of yeah, being it was on August sale. of August of 2020, I think. This is a Bandai Namco game that it it was critically panned. People did not like this game, um, but it's just weird to me. I'm like, okay. So, like, this is another example of why maybe people don't do licensed games anymore. I'm sure this delisting has more to do with some kind of license expiring than, like, right, exactly. the lack of sales. Pro- most likely, but I, I, I swear we streamed an even older Fast and the Furious game that I think you can still buy. It's It's got to be, like, a, just it, the sales are not even enough to maintain a license. Like, it's got to be something it. that... And, un- and or, and, and I say this as a Fast and the Furious fan... Uh, there's a much bigger new property coming, and the license is going to focus on that. That seems unlikely <laughs> to make, for us to get a big AAA Fast and the Furious game, but I wouldn't totally count it out. Yeah. It, like it's always been better suited. Those the things they do with that game in Forza have been awesome. I was gonna say I think you're more likely to see like a Forza Horizon yeah, yeah. DLC every, than every you one are of those games is stupid as game. fuck. The driving is bad, and then like crawl on top of this train and dismantle the bomb. Like fuck, yeah. this sucks. It's it, like it, it should be good, right? The premise yeah. is is a it's a car 
heist game. It's like, yeah, yeah that sounds fucking fun. I want to do a, a team-based car heist game where I rob shit from a super fast it's like, car. Uh, but they always played like Siphon Filter with worse frame rates. I, uh, fuck yeah. these games. I think it needs to be like a Twisted Metal type, honestly. I think that's what you need to go for. Hmm. Wow, that'd be interesting. It, could be. But, uh, it would. It would. I would love to see that. It'd be the second vehicular combat game with The Rock in it. Or did that game <laughs> yeah. not come out? Yeah, no. I remember <laughs> WWE Crush Hour. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipares. Nice. Well, anyway, so yeah, that will not be seen on the Sony or Xbox family of games uh, much longer. So if you want to get it, pick it up now. Um, here's a game you can't pick up till 2023, Breath of the Wild 2. In the least surprising news, uh, yeah, <laughs> of this generation, yeah, it got pushed to 2023. Yeah. So, congrats to Elden Ring for securing Game of the Year yeah. in 2022. Did, did, that, did that make it onto our most anticipated list this no, year? I, be, I think because no, I lobbied, yeah. I was like, I'm not confident it's coming out, and yeah. I, we no. shouldn't include it. Yeah, because yeah. It keeps- I, I, this is it's truly one of the least surprising delays, and and granted. Most delays are unsurprising over these past couple of years, but there's something yeah. specific about I'll, Breath of the Wild 2 where I just feel like everybody just knew, yeah, it's not coming out this year. They just need to say that already. I'll tell you what. There's two things I found surprising. Yeah. One, I think there hasn't really been a Zelda sequel on consoles since, like, Majora's Mask. Uh, mm. there ha- I think everybody assumed if you're building something in that same universe, you should be able to do this quickly. It will. Right. They literally delayed it as at this point to five years from the five years five years from the release date of Breath of the Wild. It's in twenty twenty three. That would be six, six years. years I six think. years. Yeah. Six years. So that yeah. that's like kind of as long as the length between Zelda releases anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so like we didn't pretty standard. We didn't, yeah. we didn't save any time by reexamining the Breath of the Wild universe. Yeah. Two, I've seen games delayed. I don't normally see games delayed uh, delays announced for a full year. So I I saw minor speculation perhaps this has to do with a new console. Hmm. Because usually when they usually when they delay a game they do not announce a 1 year delay. It's always like a 3 month, 6 month, 9 month. Consider that's happened twice for Zelda. Yeah, I was going to say, Zelda has, has two... Twilight Bre- Princess? Cross-gen releases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Twilight Princess yeah. and, uh, and Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it, may, it may not be, uh, you know, new, new Nintendo console, but it could be that Switch to 4K thing. Literally six years, they delayed it to March... 2023 that that is six years from the launch of the switch yeah. i'm so. truly i would not be surprised to see that either in all honesty yeah. like you're you're like you're you're your switch pro or whatever when you whatever you call it in the meantime if we're waiting for this then like just just put wind waker hd on the switch just yeah just do, that. And, did. Just That'd be good. do that do that just go and do that while we're waiting and then you'll be able to play like most of the library i i, I love seeing that sentiment all over the internet from people who claim to be Nintendo fans. And the best way to not get a game from Nintendo is to ask or demand it from them. They'll <laughs> never true. do it. Yeah. No, never. man. Or Mother 3, it's happening. It's true. It's like the definitive Wind Waker is stuck on the Wii U. You know, yeah. it's just like, come on, just give us that. You know, With great Wii U every exclusive other Wii U port. Just do that one, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And in the best port of the worst Zelda game, Twilight Princess, is also stuck there. And mm. yeah, I'm just worst 3D Zelda. I, I Come do on, like whenever people. whenever Japanese developers have these delays, they kind of throw their producer out there. 
like under the bus to make the public apology. So series producer A.G. Anuma announced and apologized for the delay in a video saying in order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game. So please wait a while longer. No, no reason for the delay. Well, given, I mean, course, you know. as, as someone else pointed out today, like, yeah, there's typically six years between Zelda's and none of those had to contend with a global fucking pandemic that's that really gone on for two years. Like that, yeah. that has disrupted a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I think the reason though, we're, we're not, we don't think of it as a full sequel because it's, it's using, it's clearly using assets from Breath of the Wild one. And so well, they yeah. literally said it's going to use the same map, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's going to build on that map or, or build on the map and you'll go upwards yeah. into the sky because that worked so well last time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Skyward board yeah, to a, a loft somewhere in the sky. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, transitioning from one Japanese developer to another uh, p- apologizing Gran Turismo 7. The devs have had to publicly apologize for <laughs> the shaky launch and they are promising a cons- quote unquote considerable patch. And they are giving players one million credits because um, I don't know if we've covered it on this show, but kind of the story around GT7 is there's a lot of kind of questionable decisions made about the game's yes. microtransactions, how expensive cars are in that game. Like the, the premium tier cars can be... transactions or is it in-game currency? No, like it's both. That well, you you, can, you both. can earn the in-game currency over time. But the, okay. the, the pace they were awarding it to you was just a trickle compared to the right. cost of those cars, which yeah. were in real world, world dollars, like 40, some cars were like 40 bucks or more, yeah, right? It's crazy. And folks were literally like scripting, like coding yep. into the, like, <laughs> into the, the remote play to do it for them. Because the game was giving them such a trickle of currency, they were basically cheating and creating scripts so that they could earn that currency while they weren't playing the game. And the devs have recognized that, like, yeah, we created a little bit too harsh of a system. It's also, uh, the game has been down several times for, like, online maintenance, and it's one of those games, it feels very last-gen, where you cannot mm. play the game if your system is offline or if the servers are offline. Like, mm. the only thing you can play is that little loading mode they introduce where you race to songs. Like, it locks you out of the entire single-player campaign if it can't find the servers. Oof. And that's happened a few times now where the game was like gone a whole day. And of course you can't be earning the currency when that's happening. So there's sort of a lot broken with this launch that the devs are going to try to dig themselves out of. People like to talk about from software as like, you know, unrelentingly making, you know, whatever with their games. But like, I've always viewed Polyphony Digital as like the studio that does what it is going to do and nobody will tell them otherwise. And they did that this time and they're getting raked over the coals for it. Yeah, I I think they used to have that kind of clout, but it it wouldn't. I I bounced out of Gran Turismo three entries ago because before microtransactions were a glimmer in the eye of capitalist robber barons ever everywhere the the grind there was very real it was awful it was fucking awful to play those games and try and unlock new cars it was really bad that's what i remember like god i gotta do one more like three more fucking races with the stupid integra until i can afford what this other thing and move forward in the game it's always been awful like that but like just the idea that like Forza 5 we all got with Game Pass and like they have the same cars for sale and for play in 
several of the similar environments for nowhere near as much money. Yeah. And I don't know that the, I don't know that the visuals are that comparable. I, I'm not For, Forza looks better that. than GT7, I'll be honest with you. Forza is a prettier game. Forza 5. Yeah, I would I would much rather play Forza than a Gran Turismo any day of the week. Uh, and in, in Forza, you could buy a car pack, like $25 car pack will include like 20 cars. Yeah. You know, not $40 per car. Like it's, it's, yeah, they, they misjudged. They misjudged this one with the, with the microtransactions and, and it sucks. And um, so now they're having to walk a lot of this back and promise a patch that's going to Increase the amount of currency you get per race and, and improve your rewards. And I'm sure they'll probably lower the cost of some of those cars. But it, the reason it pisses people off is because it's, it's, you can buy that currency for real world money. And, and I think that was their bet is like, oh, yeah, people, you know, they won't want to earn it o- over time. They'll just buy it and then buy those cars. And it's like, yeah, no, that, I'm sorry. I've, I've given you my whatever 60 or 70. I, I don't know which. I think that's, game that's was, the, the minor tragedy in all that is that this is like one of the highest selling game franchises of all time that has kind of let's say lost its way a little bit and all they have mm. left to do is tax their most loyal followers nickel and dine them to literal death it's just fucking yeah. sad well it's also a little bit sad because if you think like okay live you're trying to fix a live game you have to move fast and if there's one thing i know about Aha. companies like polyphony digital they're not really good at moving so fast and being super reactive to this stuff. Like having a patch in April is fast for them. We released a purchasable demo for our patch. Uh, you can play that for twenty dollars. <laughs> we put all our speed into the game. It's it's not in our <laughs> workflow. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I every time I see a news about Gran Turismo, I kind of facepalm a little bit because mm. I had spent a lot of time with that series and I regret a lot of it because it was grindy as. Yeah. Fuck it! Playing against the game—that's what I always felt like I was doing, and and throwing real money in the mix. Ugh. The good news is, I mean, this is—they're owned by Sony, and so they have the money to yeah. take the time and do the work necessary to fix this game. And it's—it's it's their only big racing franchise, so Sony's right. probably going to let them take the time and money to fix fix the game. You're not getting GT8 this generation, you know? That that's probably coming like yeah. with the PS6. So yeah. Yeah, almost certainly. But it's real tough once you if you've launched a live game with a poor launch. It is. How many times have we seen people try to turn things around and not be able to turn it around? Right. So just starting, starting this this way is not a great. It's not what you want to do on one of these games. But but I think we are making that false equivalency, false choice thing. We keep comparing it to Forza, and we have to remember. A lot of people have one or the other. And even I, I should have brought it up with the with the PS Plus comparison to Game Pass. We have the luxury of comparing the two and choosing between them. Whereas most people, if you just are just a PlayStation person, you're like, right. oh, cool. This is my offering and what I have to choose from. I will do this because this is what I pay for. You know, like right. for me, it is a decision like, shit, do I pay both my $15 a month Game Pass and now this extra Sony thing? Or do I just keep one or the other? Most people are only ever going to have to choose one of those things. And yeah, I really at this point don't see their need to have both at this point. And uh, releases like Gran Turismo Seven are part of it. Maybe maybe they should uh, do like uh, Microsoft and have like you know Gran Turismo Seven, but then have the offshoot open world wilder Gran Turismo. It's called. Uh, let's borrow some name from the competition: Gran Turismo Halo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gran Turismo yeah, yeah. Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, that would actually excite me. The for only time in history I'd be excited to see the word "unleashed" mm. tacked onto something because it would hopefully mean something. 
Gran Turismo is so fucking sterile and rubber bandy and just well, the, the polyphony ugh. digital games kind of always have been. Well, I don't know yeah. about the rubber bandy, but like, there's something. There's always something just very professional and mm. realistic, and it's like this is not a game for going nuts in. This is a game for carefully adjusting your throttle, and as you hit the turns, you have to go just right and not bang into any walls or other cars. And and it's it's just it's, oh, it's an too inch of your radial hit the dirt. I'm sorry, your car exploded. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's never been the kind of game that I have enjoyed. But uh, but yeah, if they were just like, let's just get nuts for a game that's like a spinoff. Yeah. We'll take all the stuff we made for the serious game. And just let players run wild with it, like Gran yeah. Turismo Paradise. Yeah, sure. There you anything. Go. Hey, yeah. yeah. Why not? No one else is using that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, even if you you made an open world weird game, call it Gran Turismo Free, free to play. Mm. Charge the shit, whatever you want for cars. Mm. But it's a seventy dollar fucking game. That's there you go. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the issue is if you're going to have this kind of microtransaction model, you should have given away the game for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Last news item, a little bit of a callback, gentlemen. You might remember a man by the name of uh, Doug Lombardi, Valve's director of marketing. He has left Valve after 22 years. Uh, you didn't used to talk about Doug Lombardi that much. No, who, who no, I, I wonder what his about? brother thinks about this. <laughs> is, that, is that calling on me to do it? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get it out of nowhere. Uh, there. Yeah, Doug there. Lomb- Some, something we made to entertain each other on a car ride somewhere. Uh, I don't, it was inspired by the name Doug Lombardi. It's the fake fucking Animal Crossing. Yeah, to review, to review, that he, yeah, that's right, he reviewed family-friendly games all the fucking time. And, and he sounded like Dr. Girlfriend with a mix of Tony Soprano, uh, and... Yes, and, what a lovely voice. <laughs> it gets me so horny. He had, he had glass pants. <laughs> Today I find it deeply embarrassing because, like, I didn't realize how many people, and it may not have been that many, but people told him about our, it, like, Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Duke? like, it's not an impression of him. It's, it's it was Duke. just it's like, his brother, too. Yeah, on. we were making fun, we were making fun of, uh, how, like, fucking borscht belt rust belt the name lombardi sounded and like uh and and we just made up a character with the last name of lombardi it had nothing to do with doug who's like a very nice dude mm-hmm. uh, and lo and behold he walked in and he said hey christopher i don't like you doing that impression of me no more <laughs> no, he, try that one more time you know what's gonna happen he, he never answered my emails when he came's radar Mm. That explains it. Emails are for chumps. You want something done, you Steam come see account. me in my house and you bring tribute. Mm-hmm. Remember the guy that was associated with the Trump org? This is his real name, Matthew Calamari. It's like yeah. he would hang out with Duke <laughs> wow. Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Matthew, Matthew Calamari. <laughs> my name oh, is Pussy boy. Gabagool, and I oversee all the corruption in the Trump administration. If you've seen pictures of Matthew Calamari, you'd be doing a different voice for Matty him. Matty Calamari. Like, yeah, Matty uh, Calamari. I'm going to look oh, it up. You know, him and his brother Chet. Him and his, uh, his brother Chet Cacciatore. <laughs> Come from the squid. It's sliced into rings and deep fried. It's delicious. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'd be doing a very different impression of us yeah. all. This guy looks like he eats... People the size of Reggie Fee and me for breakfast. Ah, you must yeah. be my brother, Hulk Scalapini. <laughs> Hulk Scalapini. You just know if he's in the mob, his nickname's like Matty Squids. Hey, Matty Squids over here. What are you doing? He's Matty the Kraken. With that, he's a big guy. 
Yeah. Hulk oh, Skeleton, he has the chunks of stuff like Jen Psaki in his stool. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me crush walnuts in my nostrils. I'm huge. <laughs> hey, boss, it's me, Benny Penny. We got to get this thing done. <laughs> He's a diminutive noodle. Yeah, it's me, Benny Penny. <laughs> Now you make fun of my size, but I carry the biggest piece of any guy on this whole team and this whole family. Oh That's he's voiced by Max Casella. Don't make fun. I saw Max Casella on a train and couldn't remember who he was, and just no. ended up staring at him with a look like I know you, but not who you are. And he very much gave me that nod of like I acknowledge that you know who I am and cannot remember mm. my name. <laughs> and I may have told that exact faces. anecdote on this podcast before. <laughs> Hello, I'm Stephen Macaroni, the most Americanized of the Italian <laughs> pastas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> my name is Tyler Chicken and Stars. <laughs> parents wanted to know my life for me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, uh, don't forget our enforcer, Bobby Fajul. Bobby Fajul. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> I got one more in me. I got Jesus. one more in, right, in me. She's a, she's a classy uh, bikini-wearing chick named uh, 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 Jackie Pacino. That's what it, there it is. Okay. I thought you were okay. going to go with Jackie. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. It's Larry Lasagna. He's here. Larry Lasagna's over here. I don't know. And I'm the long lost brother, Tony Bowtie Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pacino, by the way. Uh, uh, Chip, not, not Pacino. Chipino. That's what I'm trying Chipino. to think. Chipino. Chipino. Hey. Delicious dish. It's great. It's great. So, yeah, I know he's not dead, but uh, R.I.P. Doug Lombardi, you're done at, at Valve after 22 years. So we got a congrats. lot of material out of not his name this time. Yeah. 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 Oh, he was – I, 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 I don't – I didn't do it on purpose. The only time – I think that one of the two times I interviewed Doug Lombardi, we were talking about Left 4 Dead 2, and he's like, yeah, we got an awesome new frying pan weapon in the game. And like – um Oh, does it give off a satisfying dong? And he just like stopped and looked at me. And I had no idea what, like, that I said anything, uh, anything weird until like names in the, in the forums and comments were like started popping up. Satisfying dong. What, who's that? What's that king character that's something Wang? It's like, uh, well, Wang. enigmatic Wang. Enigmatic no, Wang. Yeah, from, yeah, from satisfying down, dong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I remember there was a form musical Brett Satisfying Dawn yeah. for a long time. Uh, so wow. good. That was wow. a satisfying really? news segment. That's all yeah. the news. All right. right. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week. What's a lesser known game series that deserves a TV or movie adaptation? I kind of just leaned on the TV thing because it, it's because Plague Tale was announced as getting a series, and at the yeah. same time, oh, yeah. the Halo series finally rolled out. So that is a, a very not lesser-known game that got turned into yeah. a series. But, um, Tony, you weren't here last week. Do you have anything in mind that might fit? I look, yeah, I looked ahead on the notes, and uh, for some reason this popped up almost instantly. Give me a Matt Hazard Adult Swim card. <laughs> yes! Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah fucking get Will Arnett back for it. But make it funny this yeah. time. Make it. Well, but yeah. is Will Arnett available? Just kidding. Will Arnett <laughs> is always He's solving available. murders with improv comedians. Yes. His his Netflix series pretty funny. That uh, Murderville. I, I've watched series. that Conan episode twice and just can't get enough. Of it. Pretty nice. Uh, 
Yeah, I I did like like I thought I thought Matt Hazard like the first game it was kind of funny to a point and then it just got mired in terrible game design and it's it did, like, yeah, it, it did the thing where it was like hey isn't this a funny trope? Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're still making me do that thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. these are just endless warehouse levels. You had like a couple of brilliant levels and then it's just like endless fucking warehouses and this yeah. sucks. You know what? It reminds me of Oh, I feel bad saying this. The new MacGruber series, a Ooh. sequel to a movie I love completely, uh, a movie I love completely, and the it the, the show air quotes has great moments, but there's so much waiting in between because they spread those moments across like seven fucking hours, hmm. and like maybe comedy's best in like ninety minute doses. Even when I like get hammered and throw in a Looney Tunes DVD and, like, I'm laughing my ass off. Like, I can only do this for, like, two hours. Yes, Chris, maybe a sketch that was intended to be 90 seconds is best spread <laughs> over over that's, 90 that's minutes the, in not seven the movie, hours the, of a The movie season. is flawless. The movie works. The I love great. the movie. It was it was shocking at the time. It's like, wow, you really got a lot out of this thing that's only supposed yeah. to be a quick gag mm-hmm. sketch. Man, but he seven hours, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the what's the... Villain's name, Enos Cunt? Quunt or something. Yeah, Cunt. Uh, oh, yeah, Enos Cunt. Yeah, Enos Cunt. Perfect villain name. It's so good. <laughs> the last SNL movie, the only R-rated SNL movie, other than, I think, Blues Brothers, even though that was wow almost non-affiliated. Yeah. It's not one of the, like, most popular jokes, but my favorite from that has got to be when he throws open the double doors and goes, I'm in. And then the shot reverses, and it's dudes in the cafeteria like, what? Because they went into the wrong room. (laughs) I will suck your dick. I will suck your dick. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. (laughs) That That and the bit where he comes up over the, he like jumps over the barrier firing the two guns. In the most awkward, well, great film. I I love Will Forte so Uh, much. Gotta give the Twitter folks a shout out because I know we had admonished them on previous shows, but because of tech issues, this was the only channel I was able to, you know, get answers from and you guys came through so thank you twitter yeah. listeners so uh at rhr young jr day of the tentacles starring tim wow. and eric but wow. i'm sure the right answer is an hbo original series elden rings that elden ring that usurps the wire is everyone's greatest show of all time Dang and no man. one will ever stop talking about how great elden ring is elden ring elden ring elden ring uh, sounds yes. like someone's not playing Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. It's amazing. We can't stop talking about fucking Elden Ring. This is a message to Weird Al. I'm going to need a parody song for a little Elden Ring 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 banana phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking there. Uh, I love Lucas uh, tell or Lucas Lucas Arts games. Uh, the humor back then, I think it holds up. It's too slow. Too. I don't know, Douglas Adamsy. Tim and Eric are perfect to resurrect a point and click. Oh, absolutely. Kind of game, and I would love to see that shit. Wasn't there a Maniac Mansion TV series already? There was. It had nothing to do with the game. Oh. Yeah. Other than that, like, there's a family called the Edisons, and their patriarch is an inventor. That's about it. Nah. Do they microwave a hamster? It was, it was a very gentle Canadian sitcom that ran on the family channel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see you, you see the Paul Rudd sketch Celery Man from Tim and Eric? I think 
think so. Maybe show me nude Tane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show me nude Tane. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's just him pointing and clicking. That could be <laughs> that's true. right there. <laughs> that, that that could be amazing. Yeah. Show me a hat warble. At mm. Dewani Raksha uh, says, another excuse for me to answer the question of the week with fatal frame. Ooh. Creepy, tortured ghosts being photographed and destroyed or maybe set free, question mark. We are about due for another wave of Japanese horror on our televisions. Sure. Yes. That would be I, cool. I think great answer. Yeah, not to, not to, because I was talking to Greg a while ago about Japanese horror and just sort of how like, the streaming world took the wind out of the sails of like the J-Har movement. Like you have to be real dedicated because that be, that came about when Western entertainment was in a horror glut, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough to consume. And Japan was making all this awesome shit. Now there's too much horror. Too much horror. A lot of horror. All right. Not I did like um, it, it was Japanese American horror, but uh, mm-hmm. the second season of The Terror which was set in an internment camp that was being haunted oh. by this this yurei, this Japanese vengeful spirit that was that was really cool. DVD and Gu-ray. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, my brain works the same way, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tribulation Road says The Bard's Tale sure. would make yeah. a great mm-hmm. anthology series set in a fantasy world. Uh, the bard could be either a character in each story or the, just the presenter, a.k.a. the Crypt Keeper. Mm. Hello, boys and goo. It's actually, that could be the perfect Bruce Campbell vehicle. I, yeah. I could see him being in a Bard's Tale TV series. Mm. Mm. Uh, at Willie Freshness Rising Zan, yeah. how the hell did we not get an Adult Swim style show about a katana wielding cowboy? Could have reused the theme song and someone else sing it because I don't remember how Rising it goes. Rising Zan, <laughs> the samurai gunman. Thank you. <laughs> Only Dan Amrick can do it. Yeah. Johnny No More. Yeah, that that was the actual name of the song, Johnny No More. <laughs> it's like if if me in high school was to design a video game, like, oh, a samurai western, yes please. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Just remember there the was one. there was a boss that uh he was like speaking complete sentences in subtitles, but the only sound that the boss made was wah 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 wah. Oh the banjo kazooie method. Yeah. <laughs> Choking on a dick. That's yep, what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Uh, and uh, at Meowstodon says Ghost Trick. Every weekly episode is another grisly murder avoided through fun, real life constructed Rube Goldberg machines. Watch as the main character's identity begins to dawn on a new audience and how they will fall in love with Missile the Pomeranian. Oh, I miss man. my aim icon. Yeah. Missile. If you're going to reboot Quantum Leap, that's what it should be. It should just be Ghost Trick, and he's preventing murders. But specifically as an anime. Yeah. I want to see that as an anime. Sure. Also, I need to play Ghost Trick. You could get Scott Bakula in it at that point. Make it an anime. He'll he'll return for a Quantum Leap reboot. Scott Bakula anime. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite (laughs) subgenre. It's only anime with the voice of Scott Bakula. He's in that necessary roughness over... Again, I would I would watch that. I would watch I'll that. Myself so that. hard. Wow. <laughs> Maru Maru the strong. Yeah. All right, that is a necessary roughness reference. Yeah. You got to be OG. Big and deep here. Um, new question of the week: Are you excited for the new PlayStation Plus, and do you think it's worth upgrading to a higher tier? 
Uh, I'll say this. I was a PS Now subscriber until pretty recently when I realized I've subscribed to this for like two years and I think I've played it exactly twice. I was, I thought you were going to say you, you were a subscriber till you realized you were a subscriber. <laughs> like you had forgotten. Well, it, it was, it was just like, you know, this is nice to have. But I also am not playing it. I'm I'm get putting money towards something I don't yeah. use. And if I decide I want it, I can just you know reactivate that subscription whenever. But uh, so for for me, like the value add is not huge to 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 upgrade to a bigger tier than the one I'm already at. So um, I mean the the PSP stuff is kind of enticing. Like if they yeah, put yeah. Crisis Core on there, I might like. Oh yeah, I might check that out. So I sort of have three strict criteria okay. that will determine how I take advantage of this. So number one, I'm prepaid on PS Plus through like 2024. I got, I got it was like they were on sale. I got a bunch of years all at once. So it's like I need to know if I try to upgrade to the higher tier for a month, can I just roll back to the thing I've already prepaid for? How's it going to fuck up my prepayment basically is one mm-hmm. thing I need to know. If you've ever wondered, Microsoft was really good about that. Microsoft was good about that. I don't know that Sony will so. be. I don't also have never heard stories of people saying, well, I wanted to roll back on Microsoft with my tier. It's always they're good about upgrading, hmm. downgrading. That's a question. The second criteria, I got to see what these catalog titles are. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was like I might already have a lot of those games or might already be getting those on Game Pass or somewhere else. So it's like, okay. Because, you know, what tends to happen, especially with the third-party games, the same publishers will sort of sign up the same games for these subscription services. Uh, and I, I've been burned too many times at Walmart buying joysticks loaded with 700 games that aren't <laughs> named. <laughs> right, yeah, 700 is, is meaningless. So i got to see what that list yeah, is. Yeah, I think I, I got one of those recently that was like 600 games like Burger Time and Joe and Mac and like booted up. It's like it has exactly 10 recognizable Data East games <laughs> and the rest are just like, I wouldn't pay for this on a phone 10 years ago. Oh, it's black and white snood. Hmm. The third condition is just like what if all that lines up, what I'll probably do with it. It's what I've done with PS Now in the past. I will do it for a month or two to play a very specific title that I never got to that I want to play. And then I will downgrade to PS like the, the essential. Basically, it's like I don't I don't need to carry that premium subscription all year unless they are adding new stuff to it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll. I'll subscribe until i kind of play the stuff that was on my gamecube that i never got around to and then i'll roll that that bad boy back if possible so it's it's, it's the same michael said it, a value proposition from earth when disney plus was announced it's like yeah we'll have all our back catalog stuff i'm like uh, i have all your back catalog stuff mm-hmm. not only do i have it i have digital copies activated in all of my streaming services i don't need this you have to add something new and right now Nothing new is announced. In fact, like the opposite of new was announced that they won't be releasing first party stuff day and date on their subscription service. Yeah. So yeah, first, but, but again, Sony's, uh, if you remember PS plus back in the day, like they would get fucking day one releases of awesome third party games. And I believe in this, the serve, I believe it'll show me in the first three months a reason to subscribe and I can't wait to, but yeah. r- right now, like I need a reason. I can't. Back catalogs are worthless, especially when I can play PS1 and 2 games in better quality on my PC right now. Yeah. For free. I don't have much to say beyond anything the rest of you said, but, uh, you know, like I said for myself, um, I will most likely do this just because of, you know, what I do for a living. 
the most convenient access I can do to to playing and capturing things, I will probably take. Um, but I think for the average person, yeah, it's not really worth it until day and date. Um, because, yes, there is an incredible amount of value in Game Pass just based on the library. But for me, it's about doing the math based on new releases. You know, right. like if you, um, let's say it was, what, 120 a year mm-hmm. uh, for the highest tier? Mm-hmm. And only the highest tier would get, you know, day one games if they were to introduce them. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a stretch to say that that would be the case. And that is not even the price of two full first pri- uh, first party PlayStation games. True. Um, and so if you think you're going to play one of those a year and some other day one multi platform games. You are, it's already quote unquote paying for itself, right? So I think when, once those are introduced, it will be absolutely worth it for even your average consumer. Literally what, one and a half games a year? It's worth yeah. it, you know? Uh, that's the way I look at Game Pass is like all the back catalog is extra. I look at it as new releases. Oh, six, six, like, like, you know, Starfield's out this fall. I already own that game because of Game Pass, you know? Yeah, that's, that's why yeah. I think the premium tier of like, we got PS1 games. I'm like, this is bizarre. Hmm. Who do you think you are, Nintendo? <laughs> you can't do this. Yeah. The big unknown, and, and this is what could change minds, if they pull a Nintendo and just do some of the weird shit Nintendo's done with their online service, like if they're like, yeah, you're going to get these two, you know, these paid expansion passes to our first party games will all be rolled into that shit and it'll pay for itself. I was like, all right, now I'm listening. Like, let's say they do a car pass for GT7 that I would have to pay 50 bucks for, but I get it. In my subscription. I mean, that is the thing, that is the thing I've yet to do it. I I intend to. That is what is getting me to sign up for the Switch expansion pack is the fact that those Mario Kart tracks were included. Like, it's like, okay, you've incentivized me. Like, that is crossing to me now. That Animal Crossing expansion sold me on that pack. Like, yep, it paid for itself. Hmm. Nice. So, are you excited for the new PlayStation Plus? And do you think it's worth upgrading to a higher tier? Let us know. Uh, well, I'd say go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer in the comments for episode 465, but we don't know if that will exist uh, when you hear this. So uh, in the meantime, ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse and visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. We'll start a thread there where you can answer. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about this. Uh, let's get some lively discussion going. In the meantime, uh, that's been our show, so let's go with some plugs. Uh, Tony, once again, tell us about Framework. Sure. So Framework is a video essay channel where I take a look at the little things that make a big difference in your favorite games. Uh, most recently, I did a video on the original Final Fantasy. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, I have a new one coming out in a couple days that I'm very excited to be putting together. Uh, and there's already, you know, I've been doing the channel for a year and a half at this point, thereabouts. So there's a good amount of stuff there already. And I bet you'll find a video about a game you like. Um, and you know, my ultimate goal is to get you to watch them, even if you don't, uh, like a particular game, but just because you like my take on it, that's kind of, kind of how that all works. But, um, yeah, check it out. Um, put a lot of work into them. Really proud of the work that, that, uh, that's been done on that channel. And, you know, I hope, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you, the, the listener slash viewer. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter at Chaingun Pope. No fun story behind the name. Just one I have. And it's a neat mental image, I guess. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, listen to Laser Time and 302010 this week, especially if you want to hear me talk 
probably too long about Rockadoodle and American Reunion, the fourth American Pie movie. Uh, <laughs> Rockadoodle is that the Elvis Rooster movie? Yeah. That yes, that is Rockadoodle Baby. Come on, <laughs> Don Bluth, Roger Rabbit inspired story based on a 19th century play with Glenn Campbell playing Elvis. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's based on like Chanticleer, I think. It's that's the name of the character. <laughs> I have not heard the name Chanticleer since high school literature class. <laughs> Chanticleer, and that's the name of the rooster in the movie. It it is insane, and it was a divisive conversation. But I'm right, and everyone else is wrong, <laughs> and you should listen to that conversation at thirty twenty ten. Uh, we should have some more bonus stuff hitting you on patreon.com slash laser time. Throw us five bucks and you can find out what it is. Uh, we've got some exclusive shows up there. More coming. I'm so tired. If you're suffering from teenage acne, try Chanticleer uh, for all of your <laughs> acne issues. I thought you were going to go Ray Liotta. Like, I tried out. to quit smoking for years until I tried Chanticleer. <laughs> yeah, that's another another possible use. Hey, it's uh, me, Benny Penney. I ain't been able to quit smoking these cigars, but then Chanticleer came along, and now I'm clean as a whistle. <laughs> try our new Chanticleer program. Just ten chants a day. We'll chase the cigarettes away. Um, hey, you can follow me on Twitter, at Matty C. Allen. Um, as always, you can, well, you can sort of visit us at VeggieGameApocalypse.com. Who knows? Maybe it'll be back up soon. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. So do you actually have a five buttholes or I do. I have cool. I have actually six buttholes. Two of them are condensed into one entry. Oh wow. It's I a, hope uh, you were recording that because that's mm-hmm. a great secret oh, I sound. Did. I have oh, actually I, six buttholes. Oh I did. I absolutely started recording <laughs> and then asked that I question. Got it. I got it on tape. <laughs>